Welcome to the Wisconsin Wrestler Podcast with your co-hosts Teague Fenwick and Steve Lurkwood. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Wisconsin Wrestler Podcast, powered by WI Wrestle. I'm your host, Teague Fenwick, coming to you live from Holman. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Steve Lurkwin. Steve, great to be here. You know, you know what I'm going to say? I'm pumped to be here, Teague, and I am. I There's something about, uh, I really like doing doing the recaps, man. I was just talking to Duvall Sino today from uh, Franklin on the phone. I said, man, I was talking about how much preparation it takes to do it, but I love it, man, going through all the different results and finding people from all over the state and just, uh, you know, seeing a fifth place match that might have decided a tournament is, is, you know, it's just fun to, fun to see these things. Oh, it's, it's fun stuff. I know team score wise, there's a couple of close ones. So I'm excited to see what breakdowns you have. Steve, real quick gear for the week gear for the show. I should say I got, got my St. Croix falls gear that we, that we picked up from Joe Rager. So we're still, I'm still working in 2023 (laughs) with our new gear. Got to get through by state as well. So yeah, but Steve, you, you finally are wearing a shirt that I've had for months. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm three. No, I'm I counted tonight. I'm six shirts deep yet. And Teague, by the way, um, oh, I'll just say what I have here. I got my Prairie Sheen shirt on. We'll be talking about them a little bit later. Uh, Teague held this shirt hostage from me for about eight and a half years, and uh, I now am in possession. I will not say where I got it from, but I'm in possession of two shirts. And this that shirt will be worn in five or six episodes. I told him when I met him on Friday, I got it. One for you, one for me. And I'm holding that shirt hostage for a long, long time. And and uh, you'll find out where the shirt's from when I wear it in about five or six episodes. Let's go. I'm gonna forget about this moment by then. So I'm I'm excited <laughs> for the for the surprise on that one. <laughs> I'm just hoping I see you. Let's see. Yeah, we'll see each other before then. We'll see each other. But anyway, yeah. No, no, all good. All good. <laughs> well, oh, Steve, we'll wait, talk more. Uh, once we get to the weekend tournament action, we'll talk more about our, our weekends and where we are at. But we're here. We were mostly punctual. You're alive. I know we had the concern that the college football a championship is on tonight. And, you know, you just got to have a championship mindset, right? There. We're not competing with them. They're competing with us. So we <laughs> we decide to roll it. But on that note, still, you know, there's still some football fans out there that might prioritize that. So we'll we'll try to keep it keep it uh, succinct on this episode. You bet. Also, folks, hundred win stuff. If you want to send it to us in the chats, I've been trying to save it, put it into our outlines. But I know some stuff gets missed here and there. I know Steve has notes on it. I have a couple notes, but feel free to put stuff in the chat as we get to the tournament with the wrestler with the hundredth win. But yeah, what do you say we get into it, Steve-O? Let's rock, man. All right. Starting with the out-of-state stuff this week, we have the Gary Baker Invitational in Minnesota, where Unity placed ninth. The Blue Jacket invite in Minnesota, where Cameron placed seventh. The Polo Tournament in Illinois, 
Parkview Albany placed seventh. They had champions in Slater Valley at 113, all-name team. Sam Schwingles at 190, and Wesley Egan at 215, who, Steve, picked up his 100th win. Yeah, he did. I'll cross that one off. I had that one on my list. There was the Sycamore Invitational in Illinois, where Portage placed 25th. The Cannon Falls Invitational in Minnesota, and Ellsworth placed fifth there. Austin Peterson was a champ at 107, and a Wisconsin guy who might have more Minnesota tournament wins than a lot of Minnesotans, the founding father himself, William Penn, won a title at 145. Steve, how about this one? I caught this one on social media at uh, Johnny Drennan Invitational in Tennessee. Waukesha West placed eighth there. I believe their nice. highest team finish in history, which is awesome. And Isaiah Guerrero won the bracket at 165 pounds. Wow. Way to go, man. And the Hutch quad St. Croix Falls beat Delano 49 to 19 then lost to Hutchinson at 38 to 29. The sixth annual central girls invitational in Iowa. Eau Claire North placed ninth. Fenimore placed 12th. North Crawford Seneca placed 14th and Lancaster placed 18th. Frankie Groom of North Crawford Seneca won it at 125 pounds, and Rachel Shower from Fenimore won it at 170. So some stuff that we have that I saw on track in the season results, but didn't I, I didn't see any results at the time. They might very well be in now, but the Elkhorn Varsity duels couldn't find results from that one, and the Osseo Dragon duels no results there, but love the name. We have the Darlington Triangular, Steve, which two teams in the same regional here. Cuba City, Benton, Southwestern, who you talk about teams trying to compete for that second place spot behind Lodi. I think Evansville's sitting pretty in that spot along with Sugar River. But Cuba City, Benton, Southwestern beats Darlington Blackhawk 40 to 34. I, you know, a minor, but I'd call it an upset. Now getting into some tournament results here, starting off with a Friday night. Tell you what, Mawson had a busy week too. I know on a Thursday they had a try. I know Sparta was there. I didn't see the results of that one. Friday they had the girls invite. Saturday they had a tournament, I think. And then Sunday they had their big youth tournament, which is absolutely awesome. I try to get there, but just haven't been able to the past couple of years. Got to give a shout out, though, to uh, my coach, Randy Gillen. Him and his brother, Dane, got inducted into the Mawson Wrestling Hall of Fame on Thursday. And I have to thank Coach Gillen for so many things. And that was just absolutely awesome for him. But the Golden Eagle girls invite on a Friday. There were no team scores that, that I found in this one. Uh, just some individual results in the 100 to 107 pound bracket, Luca Gross of Kickapoo Lafarge beat Kylie Klum of Westby. Pinder in 151. And yeah. Alexa Gallagher of Monroe beat Klum 6 to 3. But Steve, the winner from this bracket, Mawson's Maddie Gazda winning her home tournament at 120 pounds. Brianna Buchner of Watoma Wild Rose had a win over a state place winner in Lydia Hutter from Adams Friendship 8 to 2. Sure. Um, Althea Ekdahl of Monroe also had a win over Hutter at that tournament. Though some pretty deep brackets in that one, Steve, when you check that one out. 
At 132 pounds, Riley Hanrahan of Black River Falls being the state place winner, Zandria Mason of Toma, the freshman pinder in three minutes and 52 seconds. And Steve at 235, Olivia Davey of a Berlin beat Kaylee Manning of Ithaca Weston. Davey, a pretty good wrestler, has had some solid results this year. Manning started her season at the Bi-State, made the finals, and seems to be no fluke there, Steve. Right. As I, I'd say 8-0 against Davey is a pretty solid performance there. That is. Agreed. Owen to the Shyokton clausen duels. Clausen. Clausen, yeah. Well, I, I don't know how I yeah messed that one up that bad, yeah, but Clausen. Right, <laughs> so Shawto wins of this one. It was a pretty solid duel tournament, I would say. The top five <coughs> teams were Winniconnie, Keel, Medford, and then Shyokton was the runner-ups. Shawano beat Shyokton 41 to 30 in the final. Uh, Shawano didn't even win all their duels, Steve. They lost to Medford 37 to 32. Stevens Point beat Medford in that same grouping 39 to 36. Medford beat Keel 39 to 30 in the third place match. Even the fifth place match, Steve. I mean, this was a pretty tightly wound tournament throughout as Winnicani beat Stevens Point 39 to 33. Steve won with regional implications again. Keel, 49 to 30 over Winnicani. Yep. That's a, that's a big one for the Raiders. We talked about that transition from Keel moving to sectional B last year, and it seems like they could be in contention to make it out of that loaded regional after oh, very much so. that result. So I know there's a yeah, lot of close duels here, Steve. Oh, did you <laughs> find anything and any big notes from this one in terms of crazy finishes? Teague, I'm glad you asked because I did. And and you mentioned it. You talked about Sean winning the whole thing. It's funny. When I was looking through results, I didn't even catch that. I I just – I got locked into this one result. But Medford versus Sean you already mentioned the outcome of what it was. But, Teague, if you you dive into that one, if you click on it, take a look at it. Medford was down 32 to 13, and there was five matches to go. Then Rothmeyer and Kawa – both got pins. 190. Evan Wilkins gets the 9-8 decision. I should have I, – I, actually, I don't think I can, but I should have uh, deep-dived into that one to see because that one basically won the match, right? I mean, obviously, uh, you know, they had some more to go. But then 215 pounds, Braxton Wiesmeyer got the pin in one minute and six seconds. So here is the final match, Teague, coming into heavyweight where it should come down to, right? We've been there before. It's 34-32 Medford going into 285 pounds. Max Dietzman of Medford – Gets the three to one Teague, not just the three to one victory, the sudden victory, sudden victory over uh, Joaquina Waku uh, for the 37 32 Medford team victory. That had to be an awesome match. Wow. Hey, we love the matches. I know at the clash, they announced all the, you know, this one is for all the marbles for the last matches with close duels. So. Man, that's a pretty good one. And that was even just to get into the final rounds, just to figure out where everyone was wrestling at. Steve, solid yeah. breakdown there, brother. You bet. Thanks, man. Going on to the Shyokton Girls Tournament, which I think, yeah, we're still on Friday night stuff. So they must have yep. ran this the same night. I got to get the results pulled up here. So we, uh, I need like an elevator music. Yeah, Man. sorry, I could I should have been ready for you. No, no, we're okay. we're good. Well, there, there's no team score, so just That's a couple why. of weight classes of note here. 
at 107-114. Alexi Ryle of Shy Octon beat Addison Brown of a Winnicani 9-4. And then at 120, Madeline Mosh, Madeline Mesh of a Shawano beat Lauren Harkey of Shawano 8-2. I believe that was the final there. So double Shawano final. And nice win there by Mosh to win the title. Yeah, Teague, that was the only one that I made notes on. I because the are, are yours messed up a little bit too. It says varsity one twenty, and it's got uh, third, fourth, and then fifth place. But it looks like the way they have it written, there's no first and second. But it it looks like three Shano wrestlers took the top three positions. So they got a they got a pretty deep weight class. I was taking a look. Shano has eleven girls on the team, and uh, that's a solid showing by them. Yeah, I mean, hey, we're only as good as the information we're given, right? Right on. So the last of Friday at tournament, Friday only, I should say, we have right. the Duffy, where <laughs> Steve, top five scores at the Duffy. Lodi had 145, Burlington had 154 and a half, Watertown and Oshkosh West tied for second with 177 and a half, and Luxembourg won it with a 200. Steve, I got to tell you, Oshkosh West and Watertown in the same regional tying here. So guess what? Absolutely no answers on that one. Just right. basically, yeah, it's going to be a pretty good battle. Hartford Union seems to be coming out as a front runner in that regional for now. It's still a lot of season ahead, but yeah, just more drama for D1 sectional D regional one there. That's what I have on the team race. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean, I, I, I looked at it. I Oshkosh West having three champs, Teague, I think uh, is it, just fantastic, right? I mean, they're uh, um, a deep team, and and I know you and I had a hard time figuring out who we're going to pick. Exciting to see that both those teams. I, I didn't even – I forgot about that, that they were in the same regional. That's crazy. Uh, but luxembourg Casco having six finalists. I did take a look and figure it out where Oshkosh West got the win to tie this one, right? And it was 285 pounds. It was Garth Martell. He got the pin over Henry Keppen of Lodi. Uh, to, so they got their points, six points, whatever it was, to, to reach and tie for, for with Watertown because otherwise Watertown was uh, winning that one. Watertown's heavyweight did not win. So if Watertown's heavyweight did win, and I think it was in the fifth-place match, they would have pulled that one out. So uh, just really fantastic. I love the Duffy. Just I know uh, Wisconsin Wrestle was there. Just love the name, right, the tournament, tournament names. Um, and uh, just a couple notes, Edwin Schrader of, of Oshkosh West, he was D, he's number one and I'm sorry, number three in D1 versus Braden Dorhorse, number five in D2. That was a pretty key matchup at 144 pounds. And, and Carson Newbert uh, over Ben Logan. Ben Logan's a nice, solid, tough sophomore as well. Uh, I did forget to say this to you at the Bi-State. I did get to meet uh, Carson's parents, and I wrote it down somewhere. I want to say it was Mike and Jill, fantastic couple. Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, great people. They came up and said, uh, said hi. See, the Duffy also gave out pretty cool hats. So it's named after a guy. I don't know if his first or last name is Duffy. Apologies, Port Washington fans. But he has this cool, like, unique hat that he wears, and all the champions got it. I saw it on the feed as they were doing it. But Steve... Yeah, I mean, that pin, I think it happened in the third period, too, at heavyweight. So, came down to the last minute for uh, Mr. Martell. Keppen had to beat Javon Lopez of Ozaki, who we've noticed had some pretty good results this year. Beat him 10-9 to in the semis. Some other results from this one at 126. 
Ryan Gillis of New Berlin got a pin over Michael Bostwick of Luxembourg Casco in 440. It was 11 to 7 at the time. 132. Colton Hush of Baldwin Woodville over Blakely Bastion of Luxembourg Casco, 9 to 2. Steve in the semis, a 3 to 0 match between Bastion and Landon Ramsey. You got to see Ramsey you called his finals match at the Battle on the Bay. Seems like he's primed for a breakout year. I'd take a 3-0 match against Bastion. 100%. At 144 pounds, you brought up that finals match. Doorhorse had to beat Isaac Jarabic of Luxembourg 9-6 in the semis. At 150 pounds, Ryland Schneider from Oshkosh West, the two-seed, won that, that bracket. I like the semis matchup, Steve. Tanner Hart of Kimberly beat Tayden Holdorf of Baldwin-Woodville in the semis. I think Holdorf made the finals of the Northern Badger. He did something pretty impressive at the Northern Badger where it's like, oh, I should be paying attention to this guy. And then has a 9-6 to six match with the one seed in Hart. So Hold- Holdorf seems to be coming along nicely at this time of year. 175, Brody Beck of Kimberly beat Sam Schutz of Luxembourg-Casco 10-3 to three in the finals. Then at 190 pounds, Steve, talk about a star-studded grouping at the top. So I left that one for you, Teague. In the semis, Silas Daly beat Trey Shanebeck of Luxembourg-Casco 1-0. to zero. That's a potential finals match there at 190, but 190 is pretty loaded. I yeah, think we talked about it. Yeah, <laughs> then Daly moves on to the finals where he faces Aiden Sinclair of Milton. Sinclair wins 14 to 6. I mean, Steve, that's one, two, well, three state finals, and then you include Shane Beck's finals appearance. That's a lot of accolades between those three wrestlers. So that's what we have for the Duffy. Moving on yeah, to the Cheesehead. Well, T, I was just going to make a comment. Richard saying, uh, Watertown had a, had a couple injuries on the day, so it was a little bit short. Uh, but, Richard, don't make that comment at the end. Hartford will probably win the regionals. I have Watertown picked to go to their first ever team state trip. So I don't want to hear that, right? That's my That, that was my big upset of the uh, of the tournament. But we appreciate the feedback and, and uh, uh, comment, Richard. It is very good to know for context as I do tears things. Absolutely. <laughs> they, that is – Hey, regionals though, and team sectional duels are totally different things, Steve. So that's right. You, you could see Hartford win the regional and then maybe Watertown comes back around. Who knows? But we still have a month before then. That's Steve, right. For, for the Cheesehead, a lot of great coverage on the Cheesehead, right? They were streaming. We did right. our Cheesehead preview. I know uh, Nate and Jake were there, so they'll probably talk about it on their show. I know uh, Brad's having Scott on for a Cheesehead recap as well. So. We're going to do the top five Wisconsin teams and the highest Wisconsin placer from each weight class. Maybe a few weight classes we talk about, but we're not going to go too in depth just to give everyone a disclaimer on that one. It it is a great tournament, but it's getting its due coverage and we have a lot of other tournaments that we have to get to. So at a hundred, well, actually top five Wisconsin teams. I actually need to figure this out real quick. I believe I got it right. West Bend West was 18th overall with 220 points. Hudson had 226 points. Amory had 261 points. A lot of teams between two and 300 here. Kakana had 290 and a half. And Fenimore, the highest scoring Wisconsin team with a 300 and a half points at the Cheesehead. 
running through the top place winners from Wisconsin at each weight. At 100 pounds, Weston Ingham of Amory placed fourth. At 113, Ethan Bast of West Bend West continues his impressive season. He was a runner-up. At 113, Liam Knightzel of Hudson placed third, wrestled eighth grader Grayson Agum in the third place match, got the win over him. Agum, man, that, that that's always Minnesota name we might have brought up the most on the show <laughs> this year, but it's just pretty crazy what he's doing. Steve, 126, the highest Wisconsin place winner, Carter Freeman from Wisconsin Rapids placed fourth. I, I can't skip this, though, Steve. I know it's not Wisconsin-related, but the wrestlers from Coweta and Southeast Polk, Legend Ellis versus Maximus Riggins. Is nice. there a better all-name finals than that? <laughs> Legend and Maximus. That's pretty sweet. At 132 pounds, the highest place winner here was Kellen Wolbert of Oconomowoc, who placed fourth. Finishing right behind him, Steve Lucas Peters placed fifth. The two state champions got to square off twice. Wolbert beat Peters five to two in the final round of pool play. They came right back around. Peters had a or Wolbert had a tough loss in the semis. And in the Concy semis, a Wolbert won round two, four to three. I hope that's a matchup we see again, but that's just me speaking as a fan, right? Right on. At 138 pounds, my championship pick, Mr. Colin McDowell from Arrowhead, ended up placing at fifth there, being the highest Wisconsin place winner. 144, Ian Crapp of Fenimore, Steve. You picked him to win. He ended up making the finals, was the runner-up at the Cheesehead at 144. 150 pounds, man, oh, man. I I mean, we got to talk about the semis first, right? Our pick, Steve, you went with Duchateau Show. I went with Heiser. Danny Heiser from Evansville picks up the victory, gets three takedowns on Duchateau, wins 8-2 to two in the semis. And then we go on to the finals where Heiser faces off against Cash Raymond from Simley. In terms of picks, why it was already off the board because you took him. And I had a tough choice to make there. Raymond came charging back, Steve. I mean, it was a gritty win by the Simley senior. He beat Heiser at 10 to nine. And, and that was crazy tough. And I know we're on a Wisconsin podcast here, Steve, but I got to say, I've seen cash wrestle quite a few times in Wisconsin tournaments, whether it be at Husky or the Cheesehead, And he's just had some tough losses against a really tough Wisconsin wrestlers and knowing him and knowing his family. Well, Josh over in Simley. I was, I was happy for cash to see him win that it's, it's just one of those where there's, there's that sentimental value, but all three of these guys, Steve, they go out and they, their coaches, they find losses, right? They're all going to grow from the experience. So it's not, you know, there wasn't really anyone that I was rooting for. <laughs> it was, it was a tough battle yeah. at the top and they put on a show and that's all we can ask for. They left it all on the mat. That's for sure. At, 157 pounds at Charlie Millard from Homestead, a Wisconsin champ, beat Aaron Stewart 6-2 to two in the finals. Stewart was a cheesehead champion last year. At 165, Caleb Cady of Pewaukee placed a fourth. At 175, Hayden Chitwood of McGuanago was the highest Wisconsin place winner, placing fifth. At 190, Connor Mirasola, Winning his, I believe, second cheesehead 
being the champion there, had a pin in the finals over the number one ranked wrestler from Iowa in his weight class, Brent Slade, another cool wrestling name. Yeah. Uh, Mirasola had to go through Wyatt Ingham in the semi, Steve. That was a five to two in that matchup. At 215, Dalton Wolf of Fenimore placed fifth. And at 285, Steve, Cleaver called it. He started off at heavyweight for the final, so it was a packed gym for it. Dylan Johnson of Joliet Catholic going to play running back for the Badgers. Beat wow. Coy Hopke 4-1 in the finals. And talk about two elite athletes in their craft going at it. That was a fun match to watch, man. Johnson ended up coming out on top. But also, Steve, Johnson had to beat Cole Mirasola in the semis. Right. That was a rematch, actually. And Johnson avenged that one. Beat him 9-5 to in the semis there. Have to give Mr. Grant Stromberg a shout-out. I think earning the nickname the Big Cheese now at this point. Uh, he beat the 17th-ranked kid in the nation from, I forgot what state he was from. Um, it's the Southeast Polk, I think. Yeah, anyways, beat the 17th-ranked kid in the nation, continuing his great senior campaign. Steve, we love to see it. Six Wisconsin guys in the top eight at heavyweight. That is so, pretty good. Yeah. Any thoughts on Cheesehead? I was watching the finals. I watched a lot of the plate, not the placement, but the round robin matches the the evening before. And it's just great wrestling all around. You see a lot of big names they lose. And that's just the, that's the caliber of that tournament. Yeah, that that's it. I mean, I think I was talking to Matt Verbaden from Wrightstown and, uh, Jacob DeRocher, I think, was a 14 seed, right? <laughs> and he just your mind can't even your your mind can't even fathom. Wait a minute, he's a really good wrestler, and he's a 14 seed. End up being an eight seed, right? It's just you, that's that's how good the tournament is, right? It's like you got to go in expecting that. Yeah, I'm probably going to take some lumps here. Guys that are normally used to wrestling the semifinals and finals are are wrestling for eighth and ninth, tenth place, right? Also, Steve, I don't know if you tuned in for for the Cheesehead preview. If you didn't, it's okay. Uh, Scott had a great idea, very innovative, and uh, might might change the show a little bit going forward in terms of previews. We got to get the coach's permission that we're going to have on or whoever we're doing tournament previews with. But Scott started at heavyweight, and we worked our way down for previewing the weight classes. So. Hmm. I have I have a couple ideas in mind of how we can work with something like that, but we'll we'll talk off air about that. And I think our next preview sure. is probably what the Highlander. So, yep, yep, that's what we uh, the one that we have slated, right? Yeah, maybe maybe we'll see that come into play there. Uh, going into the clash here next, I got to get the results pulled up, but just talking on the clash, I think it was uh, seven Wisconsin teams on the guys' side. Two teams on the girls' side, and Steve, got to apologize to the folks on social media, but I I definitely failed in the content avenue. <laughs> I did not really get much out. I got a couple of pictures out, and I think maybe after buy state, I don't know what it was, but I was a little selfish, and I just kind of enjoyed the tournament as a fan, but it, it was a really nice experience, Steve. Day one, I got to sit with the Menominee folks during their uh, during one of their duels on a day one, I think it might've been the last one of the day and got to hang out with them set by Miss Stephanie Ari. I paid my dues on the dipping dots that I owed her and Menominee. Yeah. Just a, a fun young team. I mean, they're young and they're talented too. And it seems like they're really coming around because they beat a pretty good Kenyan Wanamingo team in the duel that I saw 
I also got to hang out on day two. So I did commentary for the Holman girls. And let me tell you what, Holman girls had some tough matchups. I'll talk about their placements in a second, but it worked out where Holman and Muskego ended up wrestling on separate rounds on Saturday. So I got to hang out with the Muskego crowd. I got to hang out with a couple of, couple of friends of the show and Muskego, you know, there's, there's a few big names in there, right? That we brought up on the show before. There's a lot of first year and second year wrestlers, good athletes. They're still getting the mat time, but Steve, I loved with the crowd and with the team, just a lot of positivity around the program right now. I got to talk to the coaches a little bit beforehand and afterwards and shared a couple of podcasts with them because they're looking for help on recruiting and whatnot and just how to grow their program. But I mean, they had some tough battles and in that duel, I forgot who the duel was against. It was against a ranked Minnesota team. But I like that the girls battled all the way through in their matches. You could see them get better as the matches went along. The parents were really positive in the crowd. It was absolutely awesome. They were supportive. And the team, Matt's side, stayed supportive all the way through. They stayed invested in the matches. So it was it was a really fun experience this week, Steve. I know, like I said, not a lot of content, but it's also those experiences, too, that it kind of brings me back to why I love this sport so much, right? That's right. So no, it's just good. That's good. I got nothing to add. That's uh, that's a pretty neat story. So talking some results here. Oh, I pulled up the wrong clash. Yep, I I had a 50-50 shot. Oh, Great. You got the Well, here. Oh, I have the results play, right play. here. I don't necessarily need the box scores on this one, but Holman a placed fourth on the girls' side, Muskego a placed a ninth. Holman went to three and two on day one, Steve. They wrestled Minnesota's number one girls team, Apple Valley. They lost five to 30 in a duel. That was, I'll tell you what about the atmosphere. So they didn't wrestle in like the lacrosse center, like the Coliseum part. They wrestled in South hall, which the Muskego girls nicknamed the closet, a a (laughs) tiny area, but also Steve four mats packed in a lot of people. That place got absolutely crazy. Even a said that the atmosphere in there was just insane compared to even in the Coliseum, but Holman lost to Apple Valley 45 to 30 in a really good duel on the consolation one side, Steve on day two. So there's three teams in each group that second day, they went one and one in consolation one. You know how I love my team tiebreakers. I should have asked uh, Carl about this, but they did win the pool via tiebreaker. So they placed fourth out of 13 teams. Muskego went one and two on a day one. And then it went 0 and two to a couple of tough teams on the second day. Uh, went one and four on the weekend. And again, just a lot of fun uh, mat time for them. So that's the Wisconsin girls results uh, from uh, the clash. Hey, on, T, uh, the, can you, can you explain it for me? Cause I was, I have in my notes, cause I must not be reading this right. I have that old Holman took second overall. Is that not accurate? They took second in their pool on the first day. Well, but then, it, okay. Well, I, I, yeah. All right. I'm, I'm, Totally reading it wrong then, because I saw one pool they took first, and then I thought it was the final pool they took second. So, so right. uh, the pool A stuff that you're looking at at the top, that was all day one stuff to separate the teams okay. into separate groups. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So they were second in that one and then ended up placing first on their other one. But Muskego ended up placing a ninth on the girls' side. And then for the guy side of the clash, I th- yeah, I hope I got all the Wisconsin teams. I did. Okay. Aquinas placed at 10th. Menominee placed 11th. Muskego was 16th. 
Prayer Duchene at 22nd, Holman 25th, Marshfield 26th, and Melman GET placed at 28th. So a couple of Wisconsin-Wisconsin battles there. Aquinas won 37-29 over Menominee, and they were in the third bracket it would have been on day two. Holman won 50-16 over Melman GET, which is a matchup we'll see later on in the year. Holman beat Marshfield in round two of the Holman-Marshfield battle this year. They won 40-33. to And then a Marshfield to beat GET at 36-29. Also, Steve, we're all the way across the state, but got to talk to our D1 sectional H guest, Sean Fortman, for a while before nice. their afternoon slate of duels on a Saturday. Had How a lot to doing? S- he's, he's doing great. I think a little road-weary, of course. I'm guessing they probably got back around midnight or one, but... It, Muskego's dual schedules the last few weeks, I think we've talked about them all on the show, but they've been through a grinder, man. I think a lot of these teams have been too, but I think there are some teams that are starting to get back into form, starting to get some guys back healthy. And these are all teams that we're going to see compete pretty well in the postseason come the end of the year. Got a chance to talk to, I think, all the coaches here. And yeah, it's just a, it's a nice tournament, pretty nice travel wise. Got some sushi afterwards and watched the cheese head. So yeah, I had a, there you go. Had a pretty nice Saturday. I can't complain. Teague, and I know you were there and correct me if I'm wrong, but taking a look at the box score, it looked like Holman Marshfield came down to the last match. It was 34, 33 going into press incredible. And he got the, got the pin to secure that one. And then Aquinas and Menominee was 31, 29 going to the last match and Waylon Hargrove for Aquinas got the fall. So, uh, just two, it looked like two Wisconsin on Wisconsin matches that I took a deep dive into that came down to the uh, last match of the night. I did not see the final matches in those, but Hey, again, Steve, you're, you're the deep dive master on matches and on, and on dual stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, we got the 2024, a blue Jay, a challenge in a Merrill top five teams here. Merrill was fifth with 300 and a half. Wausau West fourth with 326 and a half. Marathon third with 333. St. Croix Central second with 337. And Wittenberg Burnhamwood winning the Blue Jay Challenge with 365. WB just seems to keep on taking care of business. I know they had a close duel. It was 35 to 27 against Wyoiga that they lost uh, a couple of days before, I think. But, yeah, just a solid team in Winburg burnhamwood this year. Steve, that's a tight grouping at the top with a lot of good teams. 100%. And Winburg burnhamwood this was a good team win. They only had one champ, Teague. Uh, so their guys just, just performed, right? A lot of guys near the top. St. Croix Central had 11, only 11 guys there, Teague. Four champs. So they were, uh, they were made quite a showing with being down a few guys. Four points behind them was was Marathon, who we just got to see this past Thursday, Teague. So that was the close one. Uh, 106 pounds I had, Blake Underwood, getting five pins. <laughs> we watched him, right? He's just a pinning machine. And then 150 pounds, Teague. Help me out. click on that one quick. I can't read my writing. But Hudson Sebesta, uh, Opelt, is that how you say his Sebesta, name? I, uh, yep, yeah. Sebesta, yeah, I, I have it. Uh, I always tell myself I'm going to write my notes neat, and it gets a little sloppy as I as I go on. But uh, Nielsville, Grantwood, uh, Loyal, he he got the 8-6 win over Andre Sanchez. Teague, this one was tied going into the third. And then uh, Hudson got the three-point. Um, yeah, Opel got the three-point near fall to seal that one. So big uh, couple of results there from that tournament. 
couple of results that I had from this one. At 120 pounds, Brady Gessler got a pin over Mason Dewing in 436. The score was 3-0 to zero at the time, but Gessler doing it just fine. I mean, he won the Northern Badger, but has recovered pretty well, I'd say. Right. Uh, Dewing had to beat Kale Quaintance of Marathon, who looks really solid. We saw him on Thursday. Beat him 7-5 to five in the semis. 138, Steve. Brecken Brzezinski of a Stanley Boyd beating Elias Glinski of Crandon Ford to zero in the finals there. And at 165, Steve, this one was crazy. It was a pin, but Owen Wosley beat Tanner Halupka, pinned him in five minutes. Halupka was up six to three at the time. Really? So a complete turnaround from the score that we saw at the Northern Badger. And hey. yeah, that's going to be that's, a battle that we probably see a couple more times. <laughs> well, that's what happens with familiarity, right? I mean, that first time they wrestle, it can be this wide open score. And and uh, the good wrestlers go back to the wrestling room and, and figure out what to do. So, Teague, I, I, uh, were you done with the guy side? Because I, I think they had a girls uh, girls bracket, too. I, I just I found one result there quick that uh, was a, um, you know, just, just want to make note of Savannah Danielson of Wausau West. She had the pin over Allison Hunter of, of Merrill. Uh, Merrill, Allison's 19-3, but just Savannah Danielson's 18-0 on the year. So that's an awesome year that she has going. Yeah, Danielson was out for a couple of weeks, too. So it's good to see her back on the mat. On the girls' side, I did not see team scores. But a couple of fun matches here. And they, they, they all ended in pin, but they were deceiving if you don't look at the box score. So at 126, Cammie Erickson of Chippewa Falls, a pin to Madeline Lee, a state qualifier from Wausau West in 348. The score, though, Steve, 0-0 zero to zero at the time. Hmm. At 145, Lana Borcourt, the freshman of Wausau West, pins at Mikaili Shirley of Barron in 256. Steve, midway through the match, the score was 9-7 to seven in favor of a Borcourt. Bor- How do you say that one? Borkart? Uh, Borkart is, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's different all over the state. I coached a Borkart, so, and that's how we said it. So, that's where I'm going. And then at 2-35, Lexi Stofflet wins round three of the double Nakusa battle over Dacia Storley. Had another pin there. And those two, well, I guess only one gets to wrestle at sectionals, which, man, that's sad to think about. But also, I you like to see the growth in that side of the sport where that's a good problem to have with, with that team where you have two pretty solid wrestlers in that Avenue. Steve, before we get into the double Lancers and double league Griffins coming up here, talking about that. And we also got a comment from Brandon Ashenbrenner about the clash mats, which were a pretty cool. They have some fun signature mats there, but Thursday night, I forgot to put it in our intro here and we just had so much to get to. I forgot about it, but went to the Merrowood quad and we'll talk about it real quick here, but that was a fun one. Auburndale and marathon had a fun, matchup in the first round. Edgar, their heavyweight Harrison Gravine. I'll tell you what he is solid. <laughs> That's a That's dude. A I will not be shocked if he ends up making the podium at state. Then Tegan, the st- I forgot to check to see if he was ranked. I'm going to do that real quick right now. And the Stratford Marathon duel. Stratford ends up winning 44 to 14. They just got some momentum going in at the upper weights and they kept it rolling. The Adam Davidson in his interview was just a lot of respect, Steve. He said, 
we know that this team is bringing their best at us. And uh, we were kind of motivated by that. Like it's, sure. they, they knew it was going to be a competitive duel and you don't let that score Steve deceive you because think about it. They still let Underwood, they did the double forfeit at one Oh six and Underwood went up to wrestle one thirteen when the duel might've been out of hand at that time. So they were still battling to make it the best score possible. I think one of my favorite moments from the night was Blake was kind of not getting into his teammates, but just trying to pump them up. Like, Hey, we still got to leave it all on the mat here. And I know that was after Stratford went on a run, but then also even at the end, I think he brought it up in the interview, but uh, Trenton Cornoyer of Stratford got his hundredth win, Steve. And yep. he bumped up at one to one thirty two to get the win over Swain stencil, which he could have taken the forfeit, but he wanted to get the win wrestling a match in front of his home crowd. Right. Uh, Steve on that note too, speaking of the crowd, how about the Edgar and Auburndale fans staying for the rest of the Stratford marathon duel? Sometimes if that first duel ends early, they clear out, but yep. that was everything that I thought a Merwood conference duel would be in then some, right? Yeah, very much. Teague, you nailed it. It was a uh, great people got to meet. Uh, I don't remember his last name, but Bill came up and told us, you know, just said, Hey, you guys are doing a great job. It was just fun to talk to him. And, uh, I, I liked it. They're looking over in the whole other side of the gym was just packed, seeing the different all the all the people having their different colors, blue, red, orange, you know, it was uh it was fun. And I'm gonna just um reiterate what you said about uh uh Adam Davison having so much respect for Marathon. It's like it's kinda like um Stratford's had control of that conference for about 10, 11 years, right? And 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 they know Marathon's gun informed and Marathon, you know, rightfully so. They sh- they should be they should be make, making it vocal that we're coming for you. And I just think uh it's it's kind of like um, now this has never happened before, but I can only imagine Teague if you're if you're ch- starting getting chased by a lion, you run a lot faster, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and uh, I think that's kind of a little bit what's going on, and, and it's just the rising tide. And then um, Craig Craig Underwood and Adam Davison both had a lot of respect for Auburndale, right? Auburndale is a team that very young, and they're going to make that conference tight. And then I really like what Edgar's doing. You know, they mm-hmm. they know that they're outgunned right now, but those you can tell those coaches from Edgar are really trying to get that program and take it to the next step. So, uh, and Tiga, I did take a look. Uh, Harrison uh, Gravine from Edgar, mm-hmm. the heavyweight that we just talked about, he was unranked in the previous one, and this one he is now ranked sixth, and uh, rightfully so. Yeah, good stuff there. Like you said about the Edgar coaches, you know a lot about a coach by how they're acting when the team's kind of out of the duel, and he just said the way the way he kept his poise and just kept the attitude was, was awesome to see. So... <laughs> Right that on. was, it was a fun night. Also got to give a shout out to the seller sports bar and grill. I know like no free ads, but man, I had a tiger burger there, Steve, a burger patty with a brat patty with some Swiss cheese and American cheese on top. It was immaculate. <laughs> and I had enough for a second meal the next day. I also got some Buffalo wings and nice. I love them. So I had definitely be stopping there on my next trip rack. Thank you, Brandon, for the recommendation there. So Back into a tournament stuff, going to Brookfield for the Lancer Girls Invitational. Top five teams here, or wait, sorry, wrong Lancer. Top five teams here, Turner fifth with 88 and a half, Chilton Hilbert fourth with 94, Nina third with 18, Oregon second with 123 and a half, and Badger winning it with 133. That's a few solid teams at the top there, Steve-O. 
Yeah, 100 pounds. Jackie Zaniga from Green Bay Preble. She won 5-3 over Evelyn Hurley of Teague. This one was tied with 45 seconds left, and Zaniga got the reversal and right out to win that one. And 126 pounds, another Peshtigo wrestler, Addison Olsen, got the sudden victory over Amara Richard from Nina, and that one went 5-3. to three. Richard, her parents are sitting in front of us at the bye state. That's right. <laughs> A couple other matches from me. Oh, I also want to bring up uh, Turner just edging out a pretty good West Osha Central team. Solid for them. I'm getting fifth by a point over West Osha Central there. And a couple other matches for me, Steve. 165, Gwen Breckheimer of Chilton Hilbert did not need to wrestle her teammate this week. She instead wrestled Aris Resendez of Oregon and beat her 7-5 to in the finals. Then at 185, a matchup between a couple of place winners. Well, Ella Creighton, the state champ, beat Maeve Mahalik of Germantown, 8-2. to two. At 235, Steve, Reagan Ziegler of Fond du Lac beat Isabella Reeb of Wisconsin Lutheran. And Reeb, I believe, a state place winner, if not a state finalist, at 235. But Ziegler in the semis had to beat Faith Pritzloff she pinned her, wow. and it was a state rematch, actually. Uh, Pritzloff, yeah, I didn't get the result of, I didn't write down either of those results, but Ziegler, I mean, that's a, if they had outstanding wrestlers, Steve, she might be in contention for that one. Agreed. Then for the Lancer of Boys, oh, yeah, Steve, we got to talk about your weekend in a second here. We'll, we'll do it after we get through the double Lee Griffins. Uh, <laughs> the, the Lancer of Boys invite. Top five teams here in fifth place was a slinger with 233 points. Fourth place was Chilton Hilbert with 246. Nicolay was a third with 282. Oostberg second with 282 and a half. And Campbellsport winning it with a 290 and a half of points. Uh, again, another fun battle at the top between the top three teams even. Yeah, sorry for the pause. I'll go. Hey, I, I really like this one. Teak. Sometimes we look through and I'll scroll through different tournaments and you see a lot of the finals matches. Um, and they're all there. A lot of them are pins, right? I was taking a look and there's like five. There was five or six of these that were really close. Like we're talking two or one points. And then a couple of them were, were sudden victories. So I'm just going to go through a couple of them that I, that I saw. We got uh, 113 pounds. Teak, I like this name. Deuce, Deuce Sharp. Uh, I'm sorry. Am I saying the wrong name? Uh, I had it pulled up. Deuce. No, you're you're right. Yeah, at one thirteen. Yep. There, there's my handwriting. And Deuce Sharp, West Dallas Central, twenty three and six. He won eight to seven over Spencer Prado of Kettle Moraine. I I know Spencer. Uh, they came to a few of our middle school meets last year. Nice nice kid. Got to talk with him a little bit. But Deuce Teague Deuce got the escape with one second left uh, to beat Spencer. So that was a, a nice close one with a couple of young guys. And then Hayden Shalabi. Had got a sudden, sudden victory over Rigoberto Telez of Oostberg. So that was a nice tight one. Then you have Peyton Oberg, Teague. I'm pretty sure you might talk about this one some more. But from Baraboo, 30-3 and three on the year. Got the 3-2 victory over Stam Gehrig of Slinger. I think Gehrig's only a freshman, Teague, so that's a really good match. But Oberg, Oberg scored all three of his points in the third uh, to win that one. And then 138 pounds. Amadi Cameron of West Dallas Central. I just like this one, Teague. I, I made a note of this one because sometimes in a in a tournament, there's so many studs out there in the state of Wisconsin, right? And uh, 
you go to a tournament and maybe you got, you know, 24 and seven record or 21 and 10. And you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to be fighting for fourth, fifth place. Sometimes you go to a tournament and you walk in and you're like, one of the, one of the top seeds, right? And, uh, and you got to take advantage of that and go out and win a tournament. I just like these two guys because the records got a lot of blemishes on them, but they got the wrestle for the championship. You got Amadi Cameron of West Sal Central, a junior 24 and seven, won 10 to nine. These two fellows put up 19 points over 21 and 10, uh, Grant Dickinson, uh, Dickinson of Slinger, like I said, he won that one 10-9. So, uh, and Cameron did get the takedown with 28 seconds left in the ride out to win that bad boy. Yeah, see, there's, there's even a couple more, too, uh, in the upper weights with a 157. Oh, and also, you are right, Sam Gehring is a freshman. Oberg is a gamer, and I love the way he wrestles. He's an intense wrestler. In a 3-2 to two match, that had to have been a pretty fun, low-scoring match there. At 157 pounds, Sullivan Ramos of Kenosha Indian Trail and Elijah Terrell of Slinger. Sorry for pouring it on here, Slinger. But uh, <laughs> Ramos won a 5-3. to three. Then at 175, Ben Ott from Nicolay pinned Nash Banco of Oostburg in 532. Banco third place state finisher, Steve Ott, a state place winner as well. But it was 6-4 to four in favor of Ott at the time. I just want to yep. guess that he won via lat drop. <laughs> could be right. That's a thrower. <laughs> Steve, I did like 126 too. We've talked about Shalabi a lot this year. And of course, Mr. Rigoberto Taya is one of our more oft mentioned wrestlers. So glad to sure. see those two go at it. That was a, a Wisconsin wrestler, a friendly battle right there. Now that's all we have for the double Lancer invites moving on, going over to Kickapoo Lafarge for the Leah Griffin invites. Starting off with the boys here. Top five teams at the boys league Griffin invite. Westby was fifth with 78. Viroqua fourth with 79 and a half. On Alaska third with 112. Iowa Grant Highlands reserves were second with 113 and a half. And a Richland center with seven wrestlers. But man, I'll tell you what, <laughs> seven talented wrestlers winning it with 128 points. Yeah, this made note I made Teague. They had seven wrestlers and four champs. Ethan Haiti, uh, Cole Benninger, Teague Perkins, your uh, favorite guy, and Braden Kleppe. Uh 120, 190, 250. I mean, heck of a last three weight, weight classes for them, right? 190, 215 in heavyweight. They take the uh the big man's role sweep of champs. Yeah, Steve, a couple of fun results from this one at 126 at Jaden Geyer of Westby 113 to 4. Over a Drew Powell of Brookwood. That's a nice win for the Norsemen. Then at 157 pounds, Steve, what a great full circle moment here. But Job Wetter of a Boscobel won over Ethan Bowden Dean of Richland Center, a six to two. And Steve, I think you had a better idea of it, or you got to see a little more of it, but we got to see Wetter at the Richland Center invite. And I don't know who it was, but Wetter did have an ASL interpreter. They had like the little jacket on doing the signs yep. for him over in the corner. So that was pretty cool to see. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, that's what we have for the boys results uh, going over to the girls at top five at teams. Richland center was fifth with 30 points. Sparta was fourth with 39 points. Westby third with 41 North Crawford Seneca with 57. And then a Kickapoo Lafarge youth initiative winning it with 86 points. So the pink army coming through at their home, a tournament, Steve. Oh, 
<laughs> yes. Yes. And five finalists. Uh, Teague, I know you talk about them a lot, and you should. They're they're pumped up. But uh, I just made note of 114 pounds, only just one weight class I'll talk about in this one. Uh, just This one had to be exciting, right, Teague? These, uh, these two put up 27 points scored. Darcy Jelenic of North Crawford, Senna, Seneca, I'm sorry, wins by major decision 18-9 over Marissa Klum of Westby, the senior and the junior, uh, putting on a show for the folks. Yeah, Steve at 138 had a 10-6 matchup in that final round, or essentially the first place match there. Maddie Townsend of Kickapoo Lafarge beating Kaylee Russell of Darlington Blackhawk at 10-6. Then Steve, some madness at 152 pounds. So we're going to start with third place here, actually. You know, we have a lot of good things to say about Maddie Zuby of Viroqua. She placed up third in this bracket. The runner-up, Ashlyn Eckerman, the freshman from Darlington Blackhawk. She got a pin over Zub in 54 seconds in the first round of the round robin. And then Steve winning this tournament. I don't think I've seen her name all year. Brittany Petchy from River Ridge, who's 7-1 in her freshman campaign. She beat Eckerman at Pinder in 336. And then she... Lost to Zoob six to two. So Steve, we love the round robin ties. A one and yep. one tie at the top between those three. And I'm guessing it might have been the pin and total points sure. scored that got the tiebreaker. But Brittany Petchy of River Ridge winning a loaded 152 pound <laughs> bracket here. Also a shout out. Hope I'm not wrong. I think. Well, I know at least one of them won, but I do believe. Okay, yep. Both Ethan and Emma Haiti from a Richland Center one of their tournaments. So nice sibling performance for them at the Lee Griffins and their dad who coached at North Crawford Seneca got to be there too. So that's pretty cool for their family. That is sweet. That is sweet. Yeah. You're, you're good at that T guy. Uh, I'm not good at the round Robins trying to figure out who and what and everything like that. So I'm glad you take the deep dives into that. And T I'll give your voice a little, little break as I take everybody over to the 2024 sock Prairie Eagle invite, top five teams, fifth place, Ithaca Weston, 153. Fourth place, West Bend East with 160.5. Number three, Seymour, 184 points. Second place, Teague's alma mater, Mauston, 188.5. And Middleton is the champions of this one with 11 wrestlers, 214.5. Teague, I have four weight classes to talk about, but let's let's let you go first because I always seem to take yours away. So why don't we see if we have any overlap? Tell me what you got for this one. Steve, I do plenty of talking because I i mean, this tournament ended up having a lot of fun results in it. So I might take everything from you. I'm going to well, do I'm going to do everything up to 144 and then I'll let you go. If there's anything that you don't bring up, then then we'll roll with with it there. <laughs> Steve, we got to start at 113 pounds. Hawken Peterson uh, placing a sixth at 113. So a nice performance from the freshman from Austin there at 113 pounds. Hawken Peterson from Dodgeville making his return to the mat after not wrestling at Bi-State. Beats a Logan. Who, who did you just say? Oh, Hawk. Okay, yeah, yeah. Now I see what you're, yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. way off. I was like, wait, that did not make my notes. So go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Got you with the old double Hawken Peterson trick. The old double Hawken. 
<laughs> the only note I had at 126 is hocking his back, right? But but that's a big win. I, I gotta you gotta assume he's going down, right? That he's uh wrestling right, way up, but that's a big one. Logan Clawson of Badger is a tough win, so beating him three to one is uh impressive. A couple other stuff at the lower weights. Uh, Lucas Orloff of Pecatonica Argyle has had a great year so far. Just ran into Charlie Might, who might wind up 14 to 5 in the finals there at 1 of 38. I believe this one was sudden victory, Steve. But Mason Schulte of River Valley beat Bryson Smith of Badger 12 to 10, not in overtime. So it was not. Yeah. It was not. <laughs> at 100. Still a fun match, though. 22 points at yep. 1 of 44. Kingston Galetka of Partyville beat Wyatt Bunnell of Seymour 7-3. Props to Galetka for the tournament win, but if you're a Bunnell, I think that's just a good performance for the junior out of Seymour. At 1-50, sorry, I'm just going to keep rolling, but Sam Zanton of Middleton, Steve, I think your surprise pick for the Northern Badger keeps rolling. Beats a Liam Pinkowski of West Bend East 7-4 in the finals. And then at 175, William Becker of Partyville was the champ. Had a 14-7 win over Espen Swears. But Steve, this one, Swears beat state place winner Bryce Falk of Middleton 8-7 in the semis to get to that point. Sure. Teague, I'm going to – I'm surprised – not surprised, but I was uh, – I'm glad you left this one for me because I kind of am from this area. I'm going to take everybody back to 132 pounds – Owen West of Beloit Memorial. He's a junior, Teague. 19-0 as a junior. Pins Jacob Orloff of Peck Argyle. 21-7 a senior, Teague. And I just, you know, I made note of this, right, because uh, uh, I really like what Beloit Memorial is doing as, as a team, right? They're, uh, I think, um, you know, my son's team wrestled them, I want to say, two, three years ago it was, and they might have had three, four, five guys on the team in the duel, and and the guys weren't really all that good. And now, you know, to see see Beloit Memorial out there, nine, I think they had nine, ten guys at this tournament and having uh having an undefeated junior now win a tournament. I think they're they're just making really, really good steps. So just proud of uh uh West and that program. And then I just made a note, Teague. I hope I'm doing my math right. I wrote the 88-inch tall man wins another championship at 215 pounds is six <laughs> foot eight, 88 inches. I'm hoping I'm uh 72 plus eight is 80. So 80, I said 88, no nope, 80. Yeah. 88 is just tall. He'd be Shaquille O'Neal for crying out loud, but yeah, the, <laughs> the, uh, Kale Lee's gang at 215 pounds, uh, uh, wins it. Steve, don't know if you have telepathy with one of our uh, listeners tuning in, but Mr. Yeah. Scott West, giving the shout out to Owen at one at 32. So good catch there, Steve on the box oh. score. And, Love the yeah, shout no, out to I Beloit had it down Memorial. already. So there it is. <laughs> to Beloit oh. Memorial alum, a voice of the Wisconsin wrestler intro, Alante Walker. Also, Scott West, uh, a name of uh, one of my eighth grade English teachers who oh, talk nice. about my blogging career. I seem to think about him every time I write a blog. So, a small world there. You'll love to see it. Steve, before we go to the Fred, well, actually, not to the Fred Larky, we're going to the West Dallas Rumble. But, yeah, someone bringing up your officiating at the Challenge Series in Whitewater. You don't need to talk about the matches or anything necessarily. But oh, man. As Steve, as JV, as a JV coach in my, in my younger days a few years ago, I love the Challenge Series. Got to be a part of the first Challenge Series for the first few years. And 
it's just awesome. It's wrestled with the intensity of a postseason tournament because it is for some of these guys, right? It gives them great opportunities. And man, I, I miss being at the gym on that first weekend in January for those tournaments. But just want to give a shout out to the challenge series because I think it's a really cool thing for our sport. If you have anything you want to say on the tournament you're at in general, then we'll run that. No, it's a lot of fun. I, I, you're absolutely right. Um, Whitewater did a great job and a great job because they had so many kids. And this is a good, you know, I was telling my wife, she goes, wait, when are you going to be home? And I go, I have no idea, right? I ended up being gone for, I think it was 12 hours because there were so many kids that were wrestling this year. And and uh, obviously they're going to have to make some adjustments and, and be ready for it next year. But I think it's, like I said, a good problem to have. I just had fun. You know, uh, hope I didn't make too many mistakes. I didn't get yelled at too much. So uh, and people are appreciative. A lot of people said thank you. So um, it's nice to do it. And I, I just like, doing it the kids are the kids are awesome working with the kids behind the table and um i had this neat, neat thing come up i had a, a madison west wrestler and a and a lakeside lutheran wrestler come up and they both came up with these bluish singlets on and i'm looking and i'm looking back and forth i'm trying to figure out who to make blue and who to, or i'm sorry who to make green and who to make red <laughs> and i look at this these kids and i go hey one of you guys has got to go put on a green singlet because this isn't going to work totally joking right and this kid from madison west looks at me with the most serious I mean he's th- you can see he's thinking and also about four seconds later he looks at me and he goes I-, I I don't have a green singlet and I went oh that's all right we'll just go with these so all right you're gonna be green you're gonna be red get out it was just the, the, we, we had a good time so <laughs> uh I, I get my wife's got a uh she tells me she goes I don't think people know when you're kidding or or uh when you're joking around or serious so she goes your face sometimes looks a little intense I'm like oh, okay you know, Steve, you, you've pulled my leg a couple of times on that. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, going on to uh, the West Alice Rumble, we have the top five teams here. Cedarburg fifth with 84 and a half. Sturgeon Bay and Menominee Falls tying a third with 102 and a half. Also, sorry, Sevastopol. Got to make sure to include you in there for the co-op. <coughs> yeah. West Allis, Nathan Hale, runner-ups with 155. And Hartford Union uh, continuing their great year, winning it with 197.5 points. Steve, I just got to give a shout-out to Sturgeon Bay Sevastopol, hanging tough with some D1 teams at this tournament with their top three finish. Yeah, don't forget Sevastopol, Teague. They were, I want to say, like in the early 80s, they were two-time state runner-ups, I think it was. So small, the small school up in Door County representing and, oh, did oh, you want me sorry. to go right away? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was yeah, letting no, you cook I, first. Yeah, no, I just, I, I, you know, we had uh, uh, Richard talking before about Hartford and how tough they were. Hundred <laughs> percent, seven champs by Hartford: uh, Gavin Walters, Caden Spuler, uh, Ashton Grokey, one hundred fifty pounds, three in a row. Teague, one hundred fifty-seven. J- Jacob Kidder, one sixty-five. Caleb uh, Peckerel. Hopefully, I'm saying that right, uh, Jacob. And then winning the last two weight classes, 215 and 285 with Aiden Grolke and Western Jaeger. And here's the crazy thing, T. Obviously, Lincoln Flater is an awesome, awesome wrestler. And you're like, man, no Lincoln Flater is a champ, right? Well, he, he lost in a what had to be an awesome match, 4-1 to one to Koji Campbell at 120 pounds. Yeah, Steve, I also, that's a match I wish I could see, right? If there's that's tape right. of that somewhere, I definitely love oh, it to watch it. So, just the, Cherry, you can only imagine filming, those man. flying all over the place. <laughs> At 106 pounds, I had that six to three win from Gavin Walters over Kale Lynch of a Cedarburg. 
Steve, the Hartford guys, you brought up all their champs. They had some battles that they had to get through to get there. Ashton beat Beckham Stouse of Menominee Falls at 6-5. to five. At 175, Zach Robel of Sturgeon Base of Vashtapol had to beat Landon Gotchero of Kenosha Tremper at 5-2. to two. Sturgeon Bay and Kenosha. I mean, this is a battle that you'll only see at the West Dallas Rumble, right? Yep. And at 215, this one, maybe not a close match, but... Aiden Grolke pinning Nate Grooms of Lake Country Lutheran in 108. Grooms was the mid-state champ just last weekend for context. That 285, got to bring up the heavies. Weston Yeager of Hartford beat Declan Nason of Racine Case 3-0. So close matchup there to end it. Also, I believe West Dallas Rumble, I think it it used to be called the Bauer Brawl because that's what it showed up on track in the season search. Huh, huh, interesting, yeah. Steve, as we, yeah, oh, slide on in. You want me to take us to the 67th? Or, uh, I, I just want to bring this one up and announce these top five because T, I, maybe somebody can correct me out there, but this has got to be the longest running tournament in the state of Wisconsin. The 67th Fred Lurkey Invitational up at DC Everest. And, uh, top five teams, Regis Altoona with 191. Fourth day, a team that we, uh, team that we just saw and talked about earlier, Auburndale, fourth place, 262. Third place, Wyweega Fremont, very tough team, 313 points. D.C. Everest, second place with 370. And Stratford, where we just were, Teague, first place, 419. I almost said 419 pounds, but it's 419 points. This is how tough Stratford was, Teague. They had three champs, six seconds. That means nine guys in the finals for Stratford. Yeah, it seems like their team's coming around at the right time, which is what they usually seem to do. Uh, and before you go through yours, uh, I have uh, two weight classes, but we'll oh, see yeah. if you hit them. Sorry. Yeah. You go first. I'm just going to make a note. We just got a, a comment that uh, Stratford's Carl, Carter Lewick just got his 100th win as well. So two Stratford wrestlers got their 100th uh, at this tournament. I'm sorry, this past week. Let's go. So, Steve, yeah, for my weight classes here at 120 pounds, I had Colin Kernoyer beating Lakota Brewer of a Riverdale 7-3. to three. That's a good battle between a couple of solid underclassmen. And then at 126, Easton Cooper and Trenton Kernoyer. That's, uh, that's, that had to have been a pretty fun 11-4 to four matchup there, right? Right. And at 285, I'm going to leave 144 for you. 285, <laughs> Steve. Vanden Hoffman of Wyoiga Fremont over the big man from Riverdale, Grant Matthews, at pinned him in 348. Here's the thing, Steve. It was two to two at the time. There was three stall calls in the first period there. I heard wow. that against both guys. They were calling stalls pretty quickly there, kind of college style. But I heard sure. that the big guys were scrapping at that weight class. Wow. Yeah, uh, Teague, 144 pounds. I just wrote with a few exclamation points. Weiler Finch, Weiler wins 5-1. to one. That had to be fun. Both those wrestlers just have a lot of respect for. Uh, but Teague wasn't easy for Colton Weiler. Had to beat Deacon Trotzer of D.C. Everest in the semis to get there as well. Cameron Finch had to beat Jackson uh, 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 Wesner of uh, Regis. So, that I mean, just, a, just looked like it was a fun bracket. That's what we have there for uh, the Fred Lurkey Invitational. Steve, while we're on this one, too, well, yeah, I got a note from someone, but a different note. 
that we should probably bring up for this one. But also, we talked about Bennett's earlier in the year, but I believe probably the person this tournament's named after, right? Fred Lerke, a long time at DC Everest coach, passing away as well. And I'll just tell you what, not only the Wisconsin Valley Conference, but Wisconsin Wrestling losing another one of its greats. And I'm guessing somewhere in the ether, right, that uh, Lerke and Bennett's are probably talking some Wisconsin wrestling at the moment. (laughs) That's right. Doing their own podcast up in heaven. That'd be great. (laughs) And Steve... Making a note on your Sevastopol a comment from earlier, Dan Hine was the yep. coach back in the early 80s. So another Wisconsin Valley reference there. Want to thank, I'll keep my source anonymous on that note. But going on, you know what? I feel uh, like a- these tournaments are just trying to trip me up here because we have a double Bradford invite coming up next year. This is absolutely ridiculous. This is the fourth one, I think, where it's been double invites. But Steve, the positive of that, I say it in jest, but both boys and girls tournaments taking place, that's awesome. But I will be saying the right one first of this time. Top five teams for the Bradford girls invite. Wilmot was fifth with 59. Shoreland fourth with 71. Whitewater third with 86. Milton second with the 111. And uh, Milwaukee Reagan. I think their team's getting beefed up again at the right time. Winning it with 120 points over a tough Milton squad, Steve. Yeah, yeah, they had three champs. Uh, uh, help me out with the names. Some of them were a little tougher, but 114 pounds. Uh, Elena Ruder, Alina, Aliana Ruder was the champion. Yeah, I've been saying Ryder, but it could be Ruder as well. Briggs, if you happen to hear this, let us know, please. You bet. Correct us, please. And then 145 pounds to Honesty Donnell. She was a champ as well as 235. Uh, Dana Andrebe was the was the champ. So Milwaukee, Ronald Reagan, T, you, you already hit it. They're uh, doing good stuff at the right time. Yeah, Carissa Choi of Milton, a writer's opponent in the finals. 27 to 14, Steve. That has to be the highest scoring Wisconsin match this week, right? Right on. Doesn't, yeah, it doesn't, can't get much higher than that. I had at 165 for my note on this one. A newcomer that we may need to keep an eye on, Steve. Amira Kayan of Shoreland comes in and gets two pins over Amanda Hillman of Kettle Moraine Lutheran and Hanina Jarava of Milwaukee Reagan to win the 165-pound bracket. Steve, her first two matches of the year. Nice. Also, Jarava, I want to guess related to Laith Jarava, state qualifier on the boys' side for Reagan a couple of years ago. Top five team for the boys Bradford Invitational. Kenosha Bradford fifth with a 98. Waterford fourth with 101. Racine St. Cats third with one a 21 and a half. Westosha Central second with 166 and a half. And a Janesville Parker winning it with 217. Parker team, we talked about the start of the year, Steve, could be pretty tough and just taking care of business here at this tournament. Yeah, they, they're they going to make things interesting. Obviously, we know McGuanago and Milton are tough down there in that uh, that regional team section they have. But just having six champs, Teague, this is kind of uh, uh, neat. The first four weight classes, Janesville Parker wins, 106 pounds, Aiden, Aiden Godwin, 113 pounds, Braden Gary, Gary, 120 pounds, Dominic McGuire, and 126 was Nate Peters. And obviously, uh, Teague, three-sport phenom, Caden Brandenburg gets the win, and then uh, – uh, 215 Cody Slater was a champion as well. 
bullet notes that I had from a Bradford. So you got the Parker guys. I liked at 144 pounds, Rogelio Garcia of Bradford beat Joseph Canvin of Westosha Central 6-2. to two. And then at 165, a nice win for Bryce Conwent of Waterford. Got a pin over Damiano Capellini of Madison West. Pinned him in 347. Hmm. That's sweet, what we sweet. have. Hmm? Yeah, you want me to take you through the top five of the Kadat? Invitational. This has to be in terms of going from one tournament to another, the biggest distance change, right? Going from Bradford <laughs> yeah. to Kadat. Yeah, it could be right. Uh, north, uh, south, south, east, and northwest. And antique. What I found when I took a look at this uh, top five scores is the top five. I mean, weren't four, th- five through three were relatively close, but it was all four hundred above. The next closest team, New Lisbon. So Kadat is fifth with four hundred one. New Lisbon is six with 271. So there's a heck of a drop off, 130 points there, right? But Kadat fifth, four is Westfield. So Westfield Teague kind of making that jump. One of those teams that were, you know, I think is, is doing a good rise. 13 wrestlers, 419 and a half points. Third is Glenwood City, 445.5. And then Hayward Teague kind of making things interesting a little bit. Three, you know, a whole bunch of teams there that we're talking about that are becoming mainstays as top three in tournaments. Hayward second, and then Cumberland Teague, one of those teams that we know is going to be in the battle for team states with 12 wrestlers only takes 500 or has 550, 555 and a half points takes the championship. Yeah, that was a fun race at the top there, Steve. Oh, you got, you nailed all the team notes there. We have all the same ones, a couple of individual notes for me, and then we'll talk about the girls side. But 132 pounds, a Boaz West of Cumberland with a pin over Alex Radovich of New Lisbon in the finals. It was four to four at the time, Steve. And at 215, I'm going to skip one here. Axel Teagles of Kadata beat Brady Gottwald of Hayward, a six to one. Thankfully, Lakeland Mercer wasn't there. So Gottwald did not have to wrestle Chosa again. Uh, Gottwald did have to beat Tayden Angel of a Cornell Gilman Lake Holcomb. It was seven to five in the semifinals. And at 138 pounds, Steve, he won his bracket, of course, but shout out Mr. Dawson Johnson with a, his 150th career victory. Yeah, we're doing 150s now, right? Just because that bar has been raised. Uh, so congratulations to him. Uh, if obviously, uh, if we wins that fourth, invitations open to be on for a four-time four-time state champ podcast, right? Uh, uh, keep working hard on that one. And Cumberland, uh, Teague, I, I have two weight classes. Obviously, there was a girl's side to it, too. 107 pounds, uh, number four at 107 against number four at 100. Savannah Millerman of uh, Glenwood City moving up, obviously, wrestling Izzy Sonatag. So that was a pretty good, you know, obviously not a good, you know, good ending as far as pin goes, but just like to see that Millerman making that move up. And 144 pounds, Teague. I talked about this earlier, right? Two young fellas with not the greatest records, but putting on a show. They get their opportunity to wrestle in the finals. John Phelps of Kadat, 14 and nine freshman. He did pin Cumberland's Nelson Vasquez, 14 and nine versus 10 and nine Teague. And you just love it when guys like that make the finals. They make do, and then uh, they kind of get that feeling right, and then they want to be in the <laughs> championships every tournament they go to. Uh, but just notes on the on the team race team. Cumberland had five champs. Hayward second. They had two champs, 38 behind Cumberland. All of their wrestlers placed in the top four. So huge team effort by Hayward. 
Steve, I mean, good catch there at 144 pounds. You look at the top 10, and it's all guys with pretty similar records. So you, they probably all came in like, hey, let's let's win this thing. So I That's bet 144 right. is probably the most one of the most exciting brackets of the day. But Steve, I'm glad you brought it up too because I need to put someone on my all name team, Devonte Quagon from Hayward. The Star Wars fans will get that one. If you don't, then that's totally fine. But yeah, I'm I'm putting Devonte Quagon on on my list. And then you Make brought Sonantego over Millerman with the pin on the <laughs> girls' side. Team score wise, they are mixed in with the guys. So I think I got to go to the team score results here. But one, two, top five teams. DC Everest was fifth. The Bloomer Colfax was fourth with 20. Medford third with 40 and a half. Cameron was second with 92. And then Manasha, Steve, with 161 points. If you're Cameron, you've won a couple of tournaments already this year. Hey, that's kind of a good tournament for the Cameron girls, right? Because they can see like, hey, let's raise the bar even higher now. So yes, that's some fun stuff. But man, that Manasha girls team is absolutely stacked. Steve, do you happen to have the Green Bay United scramble up? Uh, I do. You want me to do the, the team names? Well, the, real the quick, I just uh, I just happened to see it in passing, but Evan Gill of Burlington also picked up his 100th win. Oh, nice. That's good. That's good. Uh, Green Bay United scramble number five was Freedom Teague, and I'm going to assume that's a uh, varsity reserve team. I did not. Uh, let me take a quick look. It was, yeah, so uh, – uh, but obviously, Freedom's Varsity Reserve is a pretty solid, uh, solid team. So they took fifth, Little Shoot in fourth with 186. Westy Pier third was 236. Deep Pier is a little crosstown Fox River battle that going on there. Deep Pier 255, and then the champions, the Bulldogs from Peshtigo, 294 and a half points. Teague, Teague, oh, and Peshtigo had five champs. Yeah, nice performance there by the Bulldogs. So a, a couple of my matches. I just like to see the De Piers in the top three. That was pretty cool to see. A couple of my individual matches here. 106 pounds, Thomas Harley of West De Pier over Regan Roy of Wabino Leona. Three Lakes, 8-6 to six in Southern Victory. At 113, Pedro Estrada of Manitowoc Lincoln beat Owen Peters of Little Shoot 9-4. to four. Then at 132 pounds... Maybe they're related, maybe not, Steve, but a double Estrada victory for Manitowoc Lincoln because Oscar Estrada wins 5-3 to three over a good wrestler in Ethan Agnew from West to Pier. Yeah, both wrestlers were seniors, Teague. You, you took both of the ones that I chose, but I'm going to do a little bit deeper dive at 160 pounds with Thomas Harrelay and Reagan Roy. Here, here's the thing. It was sudden victory, right? Roy tied it up with a takedown in the third to send it to sudden victory, but then Harrelay got the, the takedown 27 seconds in. So it was just kind of fun to always, I always like to see how, if it goes into sudden victory, how did that shape up, right? And uh, sometimes it's, it's pretty fun. It's pretty dramatic with uh, scores coming right at the last second. And uh, you like to see who can respond in sudden victory. Going on next, Steve. Hey, we brought up going from Bradford to Kadot. How about Bradford, Kadot, Green Bay, and Lancaster? All four in a row, Steve. Nailing Let's hit the corner. Nailing all four corners. It just happened to shake out that way. Although some folks above Highway 2 may argue about Kadot's northern status. So That's right. <laughs> it's, it's northern to me. All right. The Green or the Lancaster invite. The six teams here. River Ridge, Cassville had 81. 
Broadhead Judah had 125 and a half. Cuba City Benton Southwestern was fourth with 161. Lancaster third with 175 and a half. Belmont Platteville second with 180. Then at Darlington Blackhawk winning it with 196 and a half. So Cuba City and Darlington dueled one day. Darlington comes back and wins by a 35 and a half the next day or the following at two days. So it just goes to show the unpredictability, Steve, of that sectional C regional. How about Lancaster, though? Returning three yep. starters from last year, Steve. They have 12 starters in their lineup for their home tournament, and that's just awesome. Yeah, the 213-pound state championship team, right? And, and Teague, I, um, sorry, I was kind of looking at my notes, but, yeah, you throw Belmont Platteville in there too, right? I mean, those are teams that are all going to be scrambling for that for that regional title. Uh, Darlington, four champs, though, right? And all their wrestlers play, so that was uh, that was big uh, for them. 16.5 over Belmont Plantville. Uh, the champs for Darlington, Ethan Aird, 126. Owen Seferutig, who was just an animal. I mean, he was an animal at 150. He's even more of an animal at 144 pounds. Braylon Gable of one, at 165, and then Ross Christ at 190 pounds. And I tell you what, Teague, I wrestled 190 in college, and it's just so fun. Every time I see 190, I think we're talking about college. To have a 190-pound weight class right now at the high school level just brings tears to my eyes. Steve, some um, results with this one that I liked. Uh, well, 113, maybe not a lot of close matches for him, but Aiden Weigel from Belmont Platteville, the champion. Wonder if he's related to Mr. Dillon at 138. Speaking of a Dillon, he did wrestle Marcus McIntyre of Broadhead Judah in a pretty solid 138-pound finals. And uh, McIntyre came out on top 8-4 to four in that one. At 150 pounds, Joel Lomar of a Broadhead Judah beat Cam Spensley in the second Broadhead Belmont final battle here, beat him at nine to four. I'm sure, Steve, those will be rematches that we see. I think Broadhead, I, I, yeah, I think they're in that same regional. We'll probably see those two or three more times the rest of the year. Right on, right on. Tegan, as you're transferring to the next one, I just want to make sure, I know for sure we already talked about Hayward, but we missed Trenton Kirkland did get his 100th win uh, this past week. And then Crandon, I don't know if we've talked about Crandon or if they're coming up, and I just don't want to miss them. But uh, Mason Dewing of Crandon got his 100th win as well. So I just want to get those two in there while we're transitioning. Oh, yeah, good catch on that. We got the Kirkland message right before this. so We did, yep. Steve, I like it. Between us, we probably have like a brain and a half, so we just we make the most of it. That's right. It works. (laughs) Going on to uh, the new Richmond Invitational. Also, I mean that we're splitting like three quarters of a brain. I wasn't. Yeah. (laughs) Top five Wisconsin teams at the new Richmond Invitational as a Minnesota team won it. But Clear Lake was six with 222 and a half just ahead of Spooner Webster. Osceola was fifth with 255. New Richmond fourth with 259. Eau Claire North was third with 263 and a half. River Falls second with 301. And then River Falls only finished nine points behind Centennial, Minnesota. Yeah, second by nine, right? That's, uh, what'd you say, 10 points? I had nine points. Am I, is my math not right? It was a uh, nine, Falls? 301 to 310. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I, I just uh, Teague, we talked about it. We went up and did the uh, River Falls. Got to watch them wrestle. Young team, right? They're uh, the, the exciting times for River Falls. 
Uh, three champs, Waylon Deaton, 113, Jonas Longsdorf, 132. And Teague, I know I, I'm going to say his name right when you phonetically put it out for me. Uh, Vinny Castabilo. Is that uh, how, do, how do we say his last name again? Castabilo. I leave the Bio. I leave the L silent. Gotcha. That's right. I knew you wrote it out for me phonetically, and I knew it was different than how I was going to say it. But Vinny Castabilo, 138 pounds. So good for them. And Teague, I'm just going to do a little deep dive here for you. 106 pounds. Walker Waitovich of of New Richmond. He was down 10 to four in the third period. Teague. <laughs> so get this. He got an escape. So start doing the math with me, right, Teague? He got an escape. He got a takedown. And he got a three-point near fall to send it to sudden victory where he got the takedown 14 seconds in for the huge come-from-behind victory. Wow. That's a lot going on there in the third period. Clutch victory there by Weidelich. You talked about Deaton's championship, Steve. Won 11-5 over Hunter Cromrie from Osceola. At 126, Steve, I mean, this was a battle here at the top, but Carter Sturba of New Richmond beat Tallenberg of Osceola 4-2 in the Wisconsin-Wisconsin matchup, basically ended up being the finals there. That's a solid matchup right there between those two. 150 pounds, Nolan Tomley of Prescott over Caden Paulson of Clear Lake. And at 175 pounds, bringing this one up, Addison Uden of Osceola, Got to win 9-0 over the Somerset Junior, Steve. I butchered his name so bad earlier, so we got to have some redemption here. It's Mateo Bemene from Somerset. Nice shot. That's impressive. 215. This is a fall. Oh, yeah. Allie sent me the phonetic pronunciation. Okay, gotcha. Yes. Yeah. No, I did not guess that one. (laughs) 215, the finals match that I liked here. Easton Stone, the all-state linebacker turned wrestler from Rice Lake, beat Danny Bullman from Eau Claire North at seven (laughs) to six. That's a good match for both of them. Nice win by Stone. If you're Bullman, that's a pretty good wrestler you're keeping close with. And then, Steve, for my team notes, I forgot to mention it, but New Richmond, Eau Claire North, and River Falls, all teams that are going to be competing, along with Regis, for probably placing third or fourth at at regionals. That's going to be fun to see how that shakes out. So, yeah, just wanted to throw that note in there. Steve, three tournaments remaining here. We got the Rocket Scramble in. Cedar Grove. Cedar Grove, Belgium, the Rockets. Yep. In C- yeah, you're probably right. It wasn't Cedar Grove. I, it was, tr- yeah. <laughs> Cedar Grove, Belgium was the host. So you were, you were going with the right spot with that one. <laughs> Top five teams at the Rockets scramble. We had Ocanto fifth with 398. Southern Door fourth with 435. Wauwatosa third with 511. Cedar Grove, Belgium second with 631. And Lomira, the Lions, with 650 points. Yeah, Lomira, six finalists. I uh, just want to give out a shout-out to a couple teams here, too. Obviously, O'Connell, uh, Teague, I, I, I don't want to – hopefully I'm not upsetting people by over-mentioning this type of stuff. But, you know, O'Connell was one of those teams, la- you know, two – I want to see even last year, but for sure two years ago, probably only had like four, you know, three, four, five guys, and here they are with 12, placing top five in a – in a really competitive rocket scramble uh, is, is just awesome. Good for them. Keep doing what you guys are doing. Uh, 106 pounds is really the only weight class I'm going to take. A lot of them are, were the scrambles and, and round robins and not, 
as far as a fan goes, they're a little bit harder to follow, but 106 pounds had number two in D2, Brilliant, Parker Spearings versus number three in D3, Carson Vasquez of Cedar Grove, Belgium. Spearings ended up winning that one, uh, eight to nothing major decision, but that was a pretty good ranked battle. I had, so the results I didn't put on here, but at 132, little shake up with the seedings as Mason Mott, Quinn of Southern Door, placed at first. And Seth Race of Cedar Grove, Belgium, who was the four seed. Maquin was the three. Race ended up being the runner-up. At 150 pounds, uh, Merrick Lisecki, we'll say, from Lomira was the champion. He beat John Faulkner of Xavier 5-4 to four and had to be pretty clutch throughout the whole day. Faulkner finished third. Lisecki also had to beat the runner-up, Braden Lenz of uh, Valders. One to zero, Steve, an ultimate tiebreaker. So a zero nice. zero going in to that final 30 seconds. At 157 pounds, Marcus Fletcher of Wauwatosa beat Weston Schmidt of Brilliant. At 190, Ryan Acker of Wauwatosa beat Andrew Rhea of Lomira, six to three. And then on the girls' side, again, I didn't see a team score. But at one is 65, Steve, this was a pretty fun one. Karakugi of Lomira. Pinning Kira Simpson of Wauwatosa in 547. The score was 10 to 6 at the time, Steve, but there was no score in the first period. Really? So things are really picked up after those first two minutes. That's awesome. That is awesome. All right. Viking Invitational. Top five teams here. Milwaukee Lutheran finishing fifth with 121. Kettle Moraine Lutheran fourth with 124. The host Wisconsin Lutheran third with 147. Shoreland Lutheran second with 169 and a half. Winnebago Lutheran Academy was the champions with 201 and a half. Steve seems to kind of be the storyline with like what we've been talking about tonight. But how about Winnebago Lutheran, the alma mater of Mr. Shane Sparks himself, by the way. Yes. Winning the tournament. That was that just was awesome to see. Yeah, right on, right on. It's funny you say that because I was just watching. Um, it was a tape delay, but I was just watching Shane Sparks talk. Uh, uh, you know, do the broadcast between Ohio State and oh shoot, um, starts with a C. The private school, really good. Teague, what is that? Which um, wait, sorry, which private school? Oh, not private school, but Ivy League school. Cornell, thank Cornell. you, Cornell. Oh, okay. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's all right, Teague. Thanks for all the help on that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <Yeah>. Cool. <laughs> Boy, must be getting late. We're getting the, the, the slap happies, right? We but, are uh, past the hour and a half point. Hour and a half. Hey, this is my last one. T's going to take you home in the last tournament. But I, T, I'm just going to take a look. 138 pounds. Here's a big one, right? You got John Torres Stewart comes in as the fourth seed. He has a 10 to 8 sudden victory upset over number one seed Emmett Rodkey of Manitowoc Lutheran. Yeah, he beat him in the semis. Then he has a three to two win over number three seed Isaac Colliard of Kettle Moraine Lutheran in the finals. So that's a big day for the number four seed. Steve had 157 pounds for this one. I had uh, Austin Kuffner of Fox Valley Lutheran with a five to one win over Sevian Doss of a Wisconsin Lutheran. And then at 285, Oscar Blome of Winnebago Lutheran Academy putting the finishing touches on. The championship day for the team, beating Stefan Rathji of Shoreland Lutheran six to four. Hmm. Nice, nice. 
Tegan, I told you I'd be all set to go out and do, and do the uh, the team scores for this last one, and here I'm not. I, I started putting my notes away, and I wasn't uh, I wasn't ready, but I am. Last last tournament, folks, and you are going to be glad that you tuned in. <laughs> here it is, Teague. Why we're transitioning? I I think we only miss them because I don't think Wisconsin Rapids wrestled anywhere this weekend, but I do did want to give a mention to Bennett Weideman uh, of Wisconsin. Wisconsin Rapids, he did get his 100th win. That's the last one that was reported to us. So, uh, like I said, keep sending those in. We don't, we don't do shout-outs for him on social media, but we do talk about him. 150 wins is uh, kind of the new standard, so to speak. So, let me do the top five teams. T, do you want me to do top five Wisconsin teams or just top five teams on this one? Roll through top five Wisconsin teams. Top five Wisconsin. Now I have to do some Start, Starts at Eau Claire quick. Memorial. Eau Claire Memorial, fifth, and with 34 points. Fourth, Ashland with 45. Ladysmith in third with 48. Northwestern runner-ups for Wisconsin teams at 72. Actually tied with Luck, Frederick, Grantsburg, Siren. Those teams both had 72 points. Steve, some individual with this one. Well, I just want to give a shout out to Luck Frederick Grantsburg Siren. They're kind of rolling this year. The highest score in Wisconsin team at this one, as you brought up. Going through with some individual results. We have uh, at 106 pounds, uh, Gage Benz of Rock Ridge over Luke Brown of Northwestern. Uh, Benz from Minnesota. He did get the pin in 351, but Brown was up 2-0 at the time, Steve. And Brown, I'm guessing related to uh, Tommy Brown. I think, is it Marcus Brown as well from Northwestern? Sure, yep. Uh, 150 pounds, Warren Ritter of a Grand Rapids, 14-7 to over Lake and Via Verde of Ashland. And then 175 pounds, Lucas DeJacques had a nice win over Damian Tapio of Rock Ridge, 9-5 to in the finals there. At heavyweight, Jack Lazar of Ladysmith won 6-0 over Jake Merchlowitz of Eastridge. And for the ladies, Steve, ending off, hey, ending off with the northernmost tournament here, maybe with one of the more exciting things that I found on on the outline while I was going through this. But at 126, 136, Haley Ridgeway of Luck Frederick Grantsburg Siren run at 12 to 9 over Tamarin Pavarut of Superior. And at 235, Nevea Serla of Superior beat Adeline Pooler of Northwestern 4 to 1. But Steve. We're ending with a pretty big note here. You might be looking at the outline. You're probably wondering, Steve, why are 30 folks still tuned in to the wrestling podcast while the D1 National Championship game is going on? Because we have not brought up the Koi Hopke or the Madison Burns Award yet. And okay. we are saving the best for last because it actually came down to the Burns sisters from Ashland here at the Superior Spartan Classic. And I'm guessing this is it. For the most pins in the least amount of time, I don't know if anyone beats them. So you have Matilda at 145 to 152. You have Madison at 235. Madison probably wrestling a little bit after Matilda, if if everything's going accordingly on the schedule. So Matilda starts off scorching with an 18-second pin to start off her right. first match. Madison later on comes. It gets a pin in 23 seconds. Okay. Then in the second round, 
Matilda gets the pin in 109. So struggled a little bit in that match. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Madison, known for her consistency in her pinning time, gets a pin. Oh, so she had 35 in her first one, got 23 in her second pin. So okay. uh, Madison takes the lead after the first two rounds. In the third round, Madison, again, keeping consistent, gets a pin her last match in 39 seconds, Steve, for a total of one minutes and 37 seconds of a mat time. But, okay. Steve, you're wondering, how does Matilda somehow beat this when she took a whole minute and nine seconds to get a pin in her second match? Matilda Burns, in her final yep. match, gets a pin in nine seconds for a total mat time of a one minute and 36 seconds. Wow. That's a great battle right there, Teague. <laughs> Beating awesome. her sister awesome. by one second, man, to win. win. Funny enough, the Madison Burns pin award on the girl side for the weekend. Win her own award. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> oh. And Folks, that's, that's what we've got for this week. Uh, Stephanie, thank you for tuning in. Glad we got to hang out this weekend, but folks, I'm glad for all of you stuck in. I guess college football was pretty tough competition, but I'm sure people will watch this later on as well. We'll get it out in podcast form too, but it was a fun week, Steve. And it just seems like we're rolling now when we talk about our schedule for the month, Steve, what we have coming up, we are not going to Campbell's port tomorrow. I was wondering that when that would become official. Yep. Well, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, I was going to tell you afterwards anyways, but Lomira canceled school already. It did okay. get rescheduled to Wednesday, so I need to work some things out logistically on my end. I've already talked to the coaches about this, so I really hope we can make it to Campbellsport because there's also a nice food spot that I want to go to, too, but also just the event in general, and that's just going to be a I fun like battle food. between conference foes. Yes, exactly. So we'll be doing that, and then... This weekend, Steve, do you have any plans yet? As of right now, I do not. I'm not roughing anywhere, but I may join uh, uh, Jake and Nate up in DeForest, possibly. So we're uh, we're in early talks of of that. So they're up there uh, broadcasting the DeForest uh, Norski invite. Well, hey, that'd be some pretty fun stuff. I don't know where I'm going yet, Steve. And I don't work on Sunday, so I'm willing to travel a little bit. I think I'm going to explore my options. If you three are going to the forest, maybe I venture elsewhere, but I don't know if I'm streaming yet or anything. I'd probably have to yep. confirm some things logistically, but the schedule's wide open this weekend. So yeah, we, we'll talk off air. I have an idea. So we, the, we don't need to talk about this. We can get off air, let everybody get, you know, go get some popcorn and enjoy the game. And uh, you and I will have a chat here in about 32 seconds. You got it, Steve. Well, folks, thank you for tuning in. Great first week of wrestling after the holiday break. And until next time, we will catch you on the flip side. <laughs>